Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself? He's evil! Sitting right here, come on! No, no, he's not, he's not evil, he's just a bit rude. 98 Yes, thank you, Silence the Voice. Uh, off we go. Uh... Yeah, we're talking about football, which is the thing we need to talk about. But I did want to bring up the uh, congratulations to whoever won the $735 million lottery. Wow. That'll change some stuff. And then I, I hear, of course, on the news and in the radio this morning and everything else, you know, a lot of people who win that money, their lives get worse. First off, let's just edit out the word a lot because uh Everybody wants to believe – the story that people who win the lottery are just are not, it's their lives fall apart. No, let me ask the don't. person that did the study. If you uh, were offered that, I'm going to yeah. give you, you uh, I'm going to give you seven thirty five million dollars. Yeah, but we're going to take taxes 60 percent off. You're going to have a uh, two hundred million. Yeah, tough, oh, tough gig. Oh. Okay, wow. Are you going to say terrible. no? No, my life is going to be horrible yeah. if I. Except this money. Uh, that argument that people have, like, man, lottery winners, a lot of the times their lives fall apart. That's your fault. If you win a few hundred million dollars and your life fell apart, you were you were going to have a bad life anyway. You, that's your fault. You can make things better. Now, yeah, emotionally and personally, you can still be depressed and everything. That's what people without all that money think is that their their lives are problem-free. That's not the case. But if, the if 730 the guy- trust me, it's better than being poor. Having seven hundred thirty, would you take it, Brett, or just you know you're happy now? So let's just not let's not monkey with success. Yeah, I'd like to buck the odds and uh, <laughs> yeah. give that a shot yeah. myself. Yeah, try you know? it. Yeah, find me one person that truly believes the nonsense when people say lottery winners. A lot of times, their lives get worse. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they have a lot more cool stuff, and yeah, their lives might not have fulfillment personally because that's what I consider worse. They think that their money's going to buy them happiness. And the Beatles pointed that out years ago. Can't buy you love. You know that. But it sure can make your loneliness better. That's for sure. A couple hundred sure. million worth of crack. Yeah, buy a few one-night stands. It'll buy you love. Here's the other it's thing. all good. If you've got loads and loads of money and you're still lonely, what kind of asshole are you? Because I've seen real dick-headed dudes with a lot of money. Not lonely. Like the women that like them. They're, and the guy's a jerk. And they still stick around because up the, ca- they, the cash pay. So your loneliness is your fault, too. So I don't want to hear it. I don't know a single person listening out there. Oh, I would turn that money down. I've heard money causes nothing but trouble. Nobody goes to work to try to make less. Boss, I think I need a pay cut today. This money is driving me nuts. It's making everything worse. Ever since that raise, my life has gone to hell. I'd like to make less again. That argument's so dumb. And they do TV shows sometimes about this guy won $80 million. And his life just fell apart. Yeah, because he was an idiot before he had eighty million. You give an idiot a bunch of stuff. <laughs> he goes to the nightclub with a hundred grand. That one guy in the trunk, two million dollars in a duffel bag in his <laughs> yeah. back seat. You know what his name was? John Holmberg. I had to live with that for a little while. What? They did the, yeah, they did it. I didn't hear that one. Big check. J O N Holmberg. He spelled it different. And I'm like, how about that? This old man won himself seventy five million bucks. A couple million in a duffel bag. He puts it in his unlacked Cadillac and goes to a strip club. It's oh. open. 
They're looking in the window going, is that real? They open it and take it. And somebody stole the last two million. Well, because this jackass decided to spend everything on he, – he Brewster's millions of his money and couldn't figure out how come – because he was an idiot going in. And now he's the story for all lottery winners. No. This is the meltdowns I'm talking about. <laughs> he's the outsider. I watched that uh, – that millionaire dream home show with that incredibly gay guy with all the tattoos up to his throat. Yeah. We're going to go and find you a beautiful house. David. David. Mm. I think maybe you and I should go up and see what the purple bedroom's about. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oof, he's hitting on all these people. And I don't think some of them are comfortable with it. But some of them win like $200,000. They want to scratch your ticket. No, I, I think – I no, think the, the I've cutoff seen a is like seven hundred fifty. Not the one I saw. The dude bought a sixty thousand dollars shack, yeah, like a two hundred thousand dollars scratcher. They're running out really? of lottery because winners. It, yeah. yeah, I guess that's it. Wasn't that much because and he wanted to buy a house for himself down the street from his daughter. It was his second, so he just wanted to get this. So he had like he, he had like ninety grand, and he's like, I want to throw that at it, and I just want to get like it. And they looked at condos. Yeah, even the million dollar winners, you know, they spend like two hundred, maybe three hundred. There was a former there was a former boxer. The fun thing about that is to watch the idiots. The former boxer had won like four million bucks. And he's like, uh, I want to buy a house for myself, like four hundred and fifty thousand. And I'm like, responsible. He's gonna get a house reasonable after taxes, you figure he's got like two million dollars, four hundred and fifty thousand free and clear, he gets himself. That's a good move. Then he's like, I also want to get a house for my man here. <laughs> and I'm like, so he's gonna he's gonna buy this dude a house. Bundini. He's gonna buy another house for this guy down here. There's homeboys. He's got to hook up the homeboys. He's hooking up. Yeah, like Toledo calls <laughs> yes. his friends the homeboys. But uh, I just want to be clear. Uh, Brett's new here. That if in fact I do win the lottery, don't go eyeballing me for some of that. It's mine. You're not on the list. Yeah, nobody's not on the list. list. No one's on the list. Yeah. You, apparently, well, you're not either. Even, even, oh God, no. We even <laughs> talked about it. Even if you had. You know, say it's you know six hundred million dollar, and you come away with two hundred million. Right. And there's, I was saying, twenty uh, family members at max, and you carved out twenty million of them. Yeah, and gave them each a million. Yeah. And it would come with a letter that said, "If you ever ask me for another penny again, I will. Uh, you are, I'll punch you so hard you have no idea. This is it. You blow this, it's on you. First of all, and and any family member that says. That's all you're giving me? Right. A million? I'll take that million right back. You're out. You're out. That's why I wouldn't give too many people yeah. uh, much money. I don't. In fact, I might go to my mom and say, uh, let's just cover that. Do you like this house? Yeah. All right. Let's just, we'll pay this off. And then I'll get you a reliable car and float you some money in your bank account. But I wouldn't want to risk it for, like, you know, my sister gets nothing anyway. Like, if I could take money from her, I would. Careful, she'll put a spell on you. <laughs> I'll yeah. sue her. I'll sue her for me winning the lottery and her even asking. And I'll sue her for all she's got. That would That's the only thing I care about with that. It's like, if I could get into her bank account through hacking, I would, like, start draining her account. Like, she owes me for all this. So, but I, you know, and then Brady might help. Ah, I really struggle with that because it's going to be like, well, if this is paying you off. And I'm probably never going to see you again because I run in new circles now. You're not in. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, so I don't really want you to think you're in those circles with the measly million I'd hand over. Uh, and I get that. Maybe I'd pay for, I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that brush. New shoes for Kirby? Yeah, I look <laughs> oh, my it. God, that's too, that's too expensive. There's certain parting gifts. You know, maybe parting gifts. Like, you know what I would yeah, do? Yeah. Here's, what, here's maybe what I would do, because this would cost me nothing. Uh, for at least Brett, 
uh, I'd pay you what you your salary for the next five years because I ain't coming back to work anymore. No, oh, all right, yeah, so, I'm good. Uh, kind of good on the promise that so long as I was supposed to be here. Yeah. So I get four years worth of your pay. So that's twenty five thousand. Yeah, I get yeah. that out of the way. That's whoa, whoa, whoa. I get a nice gift. Grand. I mean, it would be cruddy, really, considering it would still piss you off because it would be like John won one hundred fifty million dollars and he just paid my stupid salary for four years and then left. Eh, it's really all I owe you. Brady, time served. <laughs> Maybe I'd throw your salary at you. You're a little heavy in, in the that tube department. of biscuits. Oh, the you know what? Maybe just stock in Jimmy Dean. <laughs> I would really load you up in stock in Jimmy Dean. Praise the Lord. That you could not sell, that I'd still have control over. <laughs> See, this is where I'm dangerous with the money and the giveaways because I don't think giving it away is a good idea. Because if I've got all that money, I'm disappearing. What about Toledo? Who? <laughs> I'm disappearing. <laughs> I'm going to go get that weird house way off in the distance with nobody around me, uh, maybe on a lake, and just kind of disappear. And then you're just going to bother me like, hey, love to see the new pad. Like, Didn't I pay you to go away? Because that's essentially what I'd be doing. I'm going to give you money to say you're on your own now. And I wouldn't expect much from you. If you won the lottery, I wouldn't be mad if you're like, you just left. Yeah. I get it. It's your decision. But people expect like that dude I met who's uh, had that Ravens baseball or uh, football team has had his hat on, and he comes by and I'm like Ravens. I'm like ah Steelers fan here. And he goes oh man. He goes you you learn the hard way. I'm like we'll see. And he said but I learned the hard way that when your family members on the team you don't get nothing. And I'm like what? And his his cousin was a kick returner for the Ravens and got a deal like a million dollar deal each year. He got a million bucks. And I'm like what do you mean? And he goes yeah you signed this deal. I didn't see a penny of that. And I'm like, why would you see a penny of it? He's the one taking the hits and run it. Plus, he's making a million dollars. He's cousins, cousins aren't on the list. Yeah, how deep and he goes, I found that out. <laughs> and I'm like, did you ask him? I got in this conversation. Did you ask him? Like, you give me some money? And he's like, Yeah, man. He made it clear that there was a cut line, and I was under it. <laughs> and you're upset about that? And you're still, I still support him, but man, that's that's rough. He didn't owe you anything, and I, I was getting kind of bothered. I'm like, he doesn't owe you anything. He worked. He went through college. He was a pro football player. What There's do you only do? so much he can doll out, too, on them. Family first, man. Family first. Cousins. <clears throat> now, if it was me, par- are parents are the cutoff. That's it. After that, because I don't have any brothers, brothers or sisters, sisters yeah. so I'm yeah. good. Parents, and that's it. So this $20 million thing, you're talking about the hell with that. And here's the thing. We'll make a deal for you. If yeah. you win the lottery, you owe me your salary for the next four years. Done. So Done. Yeah. So it, I mean, as long as it's one of the big ones. As guess, long as it's a big lottery. Yeah, four. No scratchers. Before taxes. It's like 75 dollars nice. in my pocket. That'd be nice. Whew. And maybe you should owe Brady, me, yeah, it's just Brady and I, uh, your salary <laughs> for the next four years. I can do that. Okay, all right. That's an agreement. Seven hundred million dollars. I'm, I'm in. That's right. Because I, I would say up. I would say Toledo's been playing the lottery so long. <laughs> it's pathetic. He's not going to win anything. So yeah, but yeah, the, the lottery wins uh, every time it gets up or seven hundred thirty-five million dollars. I think is what it ended up at. Which is, I thought it went above. Uh, absurd. Yeah. It might have. That's the last I saw. Do you play when it gets that high? Eight fifty. I did uh, last week. I did just because okay. I was standing there and got. You know what? I, I ninety dollars of tickets. I won eight bucks. Uh. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Well, the, the uh, Mega Millions got to like eight hundred million, and yeah. then Powerball was, was like seven hundred. Okay, that's yeah, one like of the two of them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know which is what, but that's still that's that's an insane, oh, yeah. it, though. And you do you find out who's coming in and out of the woodwork. All you have to be is the richest in your family to recognize that your family's going to start asking you for money. It's weird. So it, that that whole lottery world where everything sucks after you win it, I don't buy that, and I won't buy that. That's garbage. No way. I win that lottery. Everything's going to be great. One ticket in Maryland. Yeah, it's in Maryland. That's it. And we've had a couple pop here, uh, little sideways ones. There was one up in, uh, uh, was it like uh, the 101 and uh, Vista something? I forgot. Right off the 101. It, they won like 100 grand or 500 grand or something like that. A couple of tickets here, and one in Buckeye a few weeks ago got hit. It's out there. I mean, it's it's. You're basically just slamming taxes down on the table. And here's more tax money you can have and just giving it away because it's just a state-run thing. But yep, uh, it's still fun. But to think of that $735 million, you would you even take care of your parents at this point? They're oh, so I'd make old. sure. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take a ton of money. Yeah, but that's get, what I'm saying. get the money back. You're just going to get it back you know. in a year. It's like <laughs> Right. I would make sure they're um, you know, set up because the, they, they like where they're at. But they are set up. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. They're good. They're covered. Yeah. You're uh, in your late 80s. I'm not handing you money. On, on that side, if they needed help, you know, like say if they outlived whatever sure. they're set up, right. then that's – Oh, you'll yeah, always have – You're always there. You've always had their back. But yeah. just handing them a million bucks and then, you know, really get pissed I mean, off. if they really want – if they wanted to do something, which right now – like if they wanted to travel or something like that. Yeah. You know, how, you know how upsetting it would be though. You give uh, Torp and Bunny – Say you give them a million dollars tomorrow, you win the lottery, a million bucks, right? And then uh, in the next year or so, you're at the, the will reading, and you and Tom and Amy split a million dollars, 333000 apiece. And you're like, that's mine. That should, come, that should have come straight back to me. I don't know why we're bequeathing thirds of that to these two. Here's the other thing that you could do with your siblings because, you know, like the gifting cash is like before uh, – the tax break, you can give seventeen thousand, I think, in cash or maybe yeah, eighteen thousand um, per person. So, like a couple, you can give them thirty-eight thousand dollars for the year, which is what please. You got that? You give them the million if they if for they the rest of their life if they duck taxes. I mean, if they're okay, calm I mean, down. But my brother, I'm setting up my sister. I would I would be pissed if you won seven hundred and thirty million dollars and you're handing me the. The below the tax line, one gift a year, seventeen grand. I'd be like, get out of here. I want to well, make sure that your taxes are. Well, I'll take the million go. dollars and I'll do taxes. <laughs> that's where you got to look into it. Like if you're going to gift them millions, I'm not looking into anything. Yeah, it's not you, on you at that yeah, point. That, that that's their problem. If you're looking into helping them out by giving them seventeen, no, you grand pay it. You pay on whatever that. you pay. You're fine. Yeah. Seventeen grand, so you can duck taxes. 
You sure. bastard. All right, take that. Can you imagine how mad? All right, you don't want it? That's mean. See, this is where you divide it. You cut the check for a million bucks. You pay your taxes for the gift. They pay their taxes for the income. And everybody got a million dollars and nobody can bitch. You hand them a check for seventeen grand and tell them, I don't want to pay taxes on this. Don't even bother. Just so, zero them. So I'll give you a, uh, a check for $2 million. Yeah. And... Um, I get taxed on. I'll kick in for your taxes. I'll pay your taxes. Yeah, that's how you'd have to I'll do cover it. The or tax. you basically—that's not bad. You, you're cheap. Just give them the two million dollars. Oh, you're and get you're them talking out about your the, the. I'm just talking about the strategy. Like when you, <laughs> you'd probably hire a financial. You're say, talking your, like a poor person. Yeah. You have seven hundred million dollars, and you're sitting here haggling over what the taxes are on the two million dollar gift. Really trying to save you that yeah. seventeen grand. I'm strategizing. Why? You're fine. They can't tax you more yeah, than two you're, million. What's a million? You're the guy. What's a million or two? At that point, what's a million or two? You just get rid of it. You pay the taxes. It's done. You're the guy that the news is talking about whose life goes to hell because yeah, the you're, lottery you're, causes all the problems. You're staring at papers going, well, if I do that, That's then the why tax rate's 50%. Thing. Don't give them anything. You're, you're thinking like a person who still worries that their credit card's not going to go through. You're fine now. We're talking $730 million. It's like uh, Tiger Woods. Okay, that, Billy Joel. That, <laughs> no. See, this is what <laughs> Toledo's right. He's all worried about losing 730 over a million. and has to give me $17,000 check and say, that's a good gift. I'll kick you in the nuts. Just keep your money. <laughs> you don't have to pay taxes. You're getting taxes. 38K a year. More importantly, I don't have to pay taxes. By the way, I'm paying you in Brady's sauce. Oh, God. I got Here's 17 your gift. grand worth of sauce he couldn't get rid of. Billy You're the guy Joel. that would emphasize that <laughs> word the, gift too. You've been fooled by the news to think that all the uh, you, money is all going away. Seven hundred thirty-five million. That Tiger Woods special on HBO and that Rachel Ucatel, uh when it all spilled, and uh, there was settlements being thrown around about what was going to happen here and what was going to go there. She, she, Tiger called her and he's like, "Your lawyers are going to contact my lawyers." And she's like, "I didn't think I'd ever hear from you." And he goes, "Well, let me just tell you this: get everything you can." You get it, go for it. You, you know, this is a nightmare for you. You're going to need to be taken care of. And basically, it's like I've created hell for everybody. Uh, take all you can. He wouldn't worry about taxes because he knows that, you know, in a couple of years, he's got a chance to win the Masters again and make another $60 million a year. He's going to be all right. And plus, he was pretty covered to begin with. He was almost a billionaire. So she's going to get $60 million. He's like, just take it. Get it. Would have been awesome had he said, I can give you a one-time gift for $17,000. <laughs> she'd, she'd have gone to chop his head off. I'm trying to make it easy on you so you don't have to pay taxes on that. <laughs> I don't want you or me like to have to pay taxes right that now. he's doing that with. Oh, Tiger just chopped him off. Tiger was a uh, Tiger's a guy who just said, no, I just won't give it to you. And that's what you have to do when you win that lottery. The problem people run into with the lottery is they're too nice to their families. Cousins roll in and they hand them money. And the next thing you know, they're dead broke. MC Hammer was a perfect example of... You got to say no to almost like 90% of the people in your life get nothing. Because otherwise, you're down to zero. They're living high on your life. And you're like, hey, guys, can get a piece? I don't know, MC Hammer. It looks like you should write another song. And he was dumb. But that house in Oakland in a neighborhood that had zero property value, and he built like a $40 million mansion on top of a hill. He looked like Kim Jong-un's house. Everything underneath it was a shack. It was miserable. Nobody's ever going to want to spend money on that dump. He bought it because he wanted to stay true to his roots. But if he wanted to stay true to his roots, he would have bought a 1,100-square-foot house in that neighborhood. Instead, he bought a, a hill and built a mansion on it. 
people can be stupid, but they're going to be stupid with or without money. Give me that lottery thing, and I'll prove to you I'm not that dumb. I will, I, I will, I will buck the trend. I love it. Every time that lottery gets up that high, Jim Sharp was saying it this morning. You know, I've seen there's whole TV shows about people who've won the lottery and how their lives just fell apart. And he said, I don't trust myself with that kind of money. Huh. I'll give it a shot. I do. Yeah. I don't trust that I'm going to be a good member of society anymore because everything's going to be about me from now on. I've won. I'm my own nation. I'm not, you know, imagine you wouldn't have to care about politics anymore. You wouldn't have to care about anything. Nothing would, like traffic, none, nothing matters. It's up to you to make that work. Oh, and it sounds glorious. I guarantee you the person that won in Maryland, their first move is getting the hell out of Maryland. You been to Maryland? Ugh, it smells like crab meat and socks. Yeah, they're checking COVID restrictions everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're going, they're going <laughs> somewhere else. Who's got the loosest restrictions right, right now? Like Sholo. Those people in Sholo always played. <laughs> they played the lottery like crazy. And I just thought it was like a travel agency that would never paid off. Every time the lottery would get up to like a million dollars, there's a line at every Safeway and everything. When I was up in Sholo, I'd laugh on Saturdays. I'm like, oh, great, big lottery. I better go early because they're going to be standing in line all day for tickets. And basically, it was a ticket out of this hell that they call home. You'd leave the mountain, right? I can't. I want to leave Sholo. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I hate Sholo. Yeah, you can't move. Why? I broke. And just a line of broke dicks rolling around Sholo. And then, in, in, like, mixed in every once in a while is the Paradise Valley Summer Visitor. And he's got the nerve to stand in that line of people trying to escape. He, I'm going to win it, too. I've got a couple houses up here in the Shola. Toledo, you've been fighting this for years. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And you, That's why owe, I was late, I was counting my uh, of course lottery tickets. Twelve dollars. <laughs> you uh, you owe us your salary for however long our contract is. <laughs> There's four. Okay. Yeah, you know, and you worried about Brady's seventeen thousand dollars gift? <laughs> <laughs> you want my salary? I'm just saying, so we can have a nice break free without sure. hating each other. Hundred percent. So you, that's all I ask, is that as if you leave me high and dry. Just pay me and Brady and Brett your salary so we can adapt accordingly. Because I know you're not staying. You shouldn't. Hmm. I'd quit. I'd quit so I'd fast. I'd love it here, John. <clears throat> My dad said, <laughs> well, I don't want you here. You should, by the way, also, Get out. as, as a, a slight management position, if any of you win, I don't want you here. You're the worst employee in the world. That alarm's going to go off at 4 in the morning one day. And you're like, why am I getting up? You're not going to be a no good more employee. All-skates? You're not a good employee anymore. You're the richest one in the building. There's no reason for you to be here at 4 in the morning. I can come in schmooze with you. You do it for two weeks until the first sign of garbage. You're like, I don't need this. The first, everything is going to be precedent set with, I don't need this. The second Paul flips out and starts yelling at you because you get a weekend promo to him on time, I don't need this. And you're leaving. I don't want you as my employee. Here you go, Paul. Here's my salary. The richest guy here got all his money from not here. He's not staying very long. He's the, you are the worst employee ever. If you win the lottery and you're the truck driver, you're the garbage truck driver. Burr, burr, I love my job. You, you, you don't love your job because the first time your boss is like, hey, Endress, get over here, you jackass. Look, you missed three buckets the other day. We can't live like this. Like, I don't need this. I'm, I quit. Ah, you got all the leverage. You're not a good employee anymore. I just want to keep working because what would I do with my time? Get a hobby. In fact, you're fired if you win the lottery. Any, <laughs> any three of you win the lottery, you're fired because I don't need you guys sitting there half-assing it because you're like, what are you going to do, fire me? I don't care. 
Oh, man, I can't play the lottery. I'd be I fired. love my job. <laughs> Do it better while you didn't win the lottery then. <laughs> it's so stupid. People are dumb. The non-winners are all dumb. We're all stupid. You wouldn't be here. This alarm is brutal. No. It's fun. We're fun to hang out. Oh, it's yeah. a good show. But if I had $700 million in the bank? And that alarm goes off at 4 yeah. and you were up till 12. Like, I, look, for 20 solid years of doing this show, every, and I'm not kidding, every single day for 20 years, plus two before that doing mornings at another station. So 22 total years of doing mornings in this business. Every single day that alarm goes off, I think of a way I can call in sick. First thing in my head, every day, I can't shake this, this a habit. Or how can I get out of today? I don't want to be awake. And, and I'm angry. For the first four or five minutes of every morning, I'm furious because it's time to get up. And it's at an ungodly hour when nobody's waking up. It's but then a, when 10 a.m. rolls around. What? I'm still mad at four. Kinda, what? Kinda. <laughs> but if you have seven hundred million, it doesn't matter what when do ten a.m. rolls kinda, around. Kinda. Yeah, four a.m. still pisses me off. Yeah, I don't look at well. At, at least I'm out at little, ten. There's sometimes a little more flexibility in the in the day, huh? After well, we're sure, ten a.m. But that doesn't make four a.m. easier. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Rosie. Four a.m. still sucks. <laughs> and every day for twenty plus years, the alarm goes off, and I wake up a little bit angry. Like three minutes later, I'm fine. Right. The alarm pisses me off. You never get used to four a.m. Every day. absolutely every day. And and if I had seven hundred million dollars sitting there, and that alarm got me going, like because I think to myself, no, I'm res- I got to be responsible. It's a job. I can't just call in because I'm tired. I owe it to the guys. I owe it to the you know the people that treat me so well here. $700 million? I'm calling in sick almost every day. Pretty much every until I'm like, guys, this isn't working. I'm not coming in anymore. $700 million, You could just buy the radio station, show up when you feel like it. <laughs> what difference does it make? I wouldn't 700 want to do that million. Because it's still a job. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? The morning show would start at 12. <laughs> Maybe. Three days a week. Tops. Uh, nah. I wouldn't do it. I'm even yeah. thinking about it now. I'm like, nah. No way. Worst employee in the world is a lottery winner. By far. There's no reason to come to work anymore. So don't don't say that. That's silly. Preach, John. This trash man is out. <laughs> All of us are out. There isn't a soul out there. It's only school teachers that say that garbage. If I win the lottery, I'd still teach the angels because it's my passion. First time one of those kids reaches into his drawers and hucks his crap at you because those kids are off. You're like, I'm done. I don't need this. The second adversity hits you, you're quitting. And you should. Your menial, stupid job. I make $38,000 a year to make the future better. Yeah, you're doing a terrible job. Quit. Brady, Jesus Christ, man. Taxes? You put a (laughs) bunch of your money in Goldman Sachs, let their tax attorneys, brokers, and CEOs make it all tax-free. Just sit back and spend with your debit card, man. You're not going to worry about anything. Like I said, you bring someone on like Goldman (laughs) Sachs. Oh, sure, you would have it, but you're not worried about it. Which is why you're not worried about the Protect their money. You think they don't do estate planning? But we were talking talking about giving gifts to to brothers and sisters, and you broke down the one-time set, like what you would do now. You, I'm just telling you what a a billionaire or millionaires do all day long. They don't they think give, about taxes. No, like if they're giving <laughs> gifts, absolutely they'll give a gift. Of like course. Christmas comes around, but you're, you're, here's your cash. Why, you're talking why would I give about you a people gift who that I pay tax. You're because you got seven hundred million dollars, and we were talking about handing it over to your parents. You wouldn't do a seventeen thousand dollar one-time tax gift to your mom and dad. 
No, so well, if you could. You could you if, could if they wanted. Because, like, what you're saying is they – and you're miss, you're missing the point. We're saying of the people that – no, no, no. Of the, you're, you're saying that you give it to everybody. I'm saying the people that you've already agreed, hey, I'm going to take care of them. If you cut them a check for 17 grand and said I'm worried about taxes, you're the biggest dick in the world because yeah. you put them in this list of 17s. You don't owe anybody a gift. But, you, but if you're going to do that – You might want to be smarter about it on the tax because I know you're saying, oh, I, okay, I'll just cut them a check for $5 million, Yeah. And 2.5 of it goes to – Tax? That's sure. silly. That's- Why wouldn't you cut them a check for $5 million and they could keep $4 million of it? Right. You can do that. But you went to the – your argument was the $17,000 per person, so 38 per couple or 34 per couple. Sure. And that's what we were saying, teasing. Nobody is- said anything. It was, he's already financially angry. This is You shouldn't win the lottery. You're you, not good you at this. You got angry. <laughs> Everybody got angry when you started the tax-free notion. How can I cut this out of here? Just cut the check and get rid of them. You're fine. At $730 million, a million dollars in the taxes, you'll be fine. Brady, and then they can figure it out from there. Daniel Tosh once said, money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys a jet ski. You ever see yep. anyone frowning on a jet ski? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's from Ray. <laughs> right. And the funny thing is you're not worried about taxes right now every time you go out and buy stuff, but you wouldn't be. It's $730 million. You give gifts to the four or five people you got. You let them handle it, and you're done. Give it out $17,000 at a time, you're going to get your nuts cut off in your sleep. Your sister would fly out just to cut you because it's insulting. <laughs> some, pe- some people well, are I strange tell you that the strategy. way. Yeah. I, I mean, the, if you're going to give out, again, a substantial amount. Let me tell you this. Five or ten million. I have to interrupt you. Okay. Yeah. You're the worst at fantasizing I've ever dealt with. <laughs> you brought taxmen and financial and advisors, and I'm not having any fun anymore, so I'm done talking to you about it. You're I'll right. talk to Toledo, and I'll talk to Brad. But in fantasies, the last thing I want is the taxman involved. It's really kind of a boring conversation. Guys, in all honesty, I'd take time to travel, pay everything off. Oh, and I'd upgrade my wife, and, yeah. and I'd brick and mortar my business. <laughs> it's Brady's like, man, uh, if I could have 40 virgins, don't forget a rubber, dude. I'm like, come on, we're fantasized. Yeah, but STDs run at 30% of the – oh, for Christ's sake. Listen, I'm just John, saying. John, turn Fantasy. to Chapter 5, Upgrading Your Wife. <laughs> now, you want, before you do this, <laughs> you get into that all right? situation. <laughs> Like Norm Macdonald used to say, I hate porn when they strap a condom on because now I'm thinking about AIDS. <laughs> I want to jerk off to fantasies. The last thing I need is to think about the diseases that come with it. And the last thing I need in my lottery talk is Brady telling me, got to strategize your tax base. Oh, Chapter 8, Bitcoin. Uh, chapter 11, your conversation is bankrupt. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a horrible fantasy, Brett. Well, some people freak out about that taxing. I worked at a place one year where at Christmas time, the guy would cut the, – the owner of the company would come around through the shop and everything else in his Herb Tarlick Christmas uh, jacket <laughs> and everything else and hand out these these you know Christmas bonuses. And you're yeah. like, right on. You, you rip it open and it's a check for $5 every year that you work there. Five oh, bucks. That's not good. But the worst part is when you got your paycheck, you were taxed on that, yeah. on that uh, five yeah, bucks. So you got like – Four fifty well, or Chuck, something like Chuck that. Chuck did it to a set year. He's like, "You guys don't want a Christmas party, right?" Like, yeah. All right, fine. Everybody gets fifty dollars. I got a hundred. I don't know how that happened. You get a hundred. I think you did too. Did you? I don't remember. No, you, but you would have. You should have. Yeah, well, why would you mean? You didn't strategize. It it. You didn't find out from your tax advisor what your hundred dollar Christmas gift was going to do to your lifestyle. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Anyway, I mean. exactly. So uh, yeah, and then he put it in our checks, and our and it got taxed. So the rustlers' roost party got canceled. So our hundred dollars, you know, got thrown in the check. It was nice though; it's a little extra, big deal. 
Well, and then people bitched about it. Oh, you're in taxes on it. So then they then they actually cut you checks the next year for four fifty yeah. or whatever it was. It's like really. I won all that money in Vegas that one time, and I can't tell you the amount of no offense, Brady, dull people that are like, <laughs> did you have to pay taxes on that? Yeah, I had two hundred thousand dollars in my hand. I was happy. I didn't have that earlier that day, and then at the end of the day, I did. And so, if they took some for taxes because that's how it works, I still had a crap load more than I had to start the day. So I wasn't really thinking, "Wow, I'm really getting dinged on the taxes here." Brady, what the F is the problem? Before you jump into that, <laughs> it was a bit of a headache when Not you really. did taxes the following year. No, it wasn't. Because you had to have all those the things that you found out that you didn't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I was ignorant to it, but it wasn't a headache. Yeah. I, I gave it. Well, I, I had a stack of yeah. papers. I'm like, there's an. Uh, normally, I had like two Way or three. Way more things. fun than it was a headache. I get that. Oh, I do it every day if yeah. I could. It, this, this headache you speak of was fantastic. Yeah. I just had a stack of papers that I normally don't have. Yeah. And I just had to stay organized. That's essentially all it was. If that's a headache, for the price I got back, yeah, it was a pretty decent headache. Absolutely. There you go, ready. Steve. Take care of this. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was like, hey, Kate Blinger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with this stack of stuff, but I saved it all for you. And he's like, "Oh, we got to put it all in." And then we later discovered uh, you can do one. Oh, okay. Brady, this problem is easy to solve. Guess who gets to be employees of the new Porkopolis? Your family, <laughs> your cousins, right. everyone. Pay them what they ever f you want, and yep. forget about the damn gift tax. Yeah, and just enjoy your passion. And also, yeah, your gift tax. And also, you don't have to worry about the cooks impregnating all the people in your staff <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. And, oh, what happened? Uh, Tomas is in jail. We don't have a chef tonight? Oh, crap. You just get a bunch of other people that are willing to do the gig, and you pay them handsomely. Yeah. Fantasy taxes. Oof. It's the worst. Holmberg, I'm so with you. 20 years in the military. My first call, 0500. 15 years as a contractor <laughs> now. My first call, 0300. Oh, we suck. It's awful. <laughs> You, and people say – I tell people that all the time. I'm like, I'm not a morning person. They're like, ah, ha, ha. I know. It's a curse. My dad cursed me at age 16, 17, and 18. Every time he'd see me and he'd get up for work at 3.30 in the morning and I'd still be awake playing video games or watching reruns of something. And he'd walk by me on the couch and he's like, have you been to bed? I'm like, nah. This is not how the world works. I'm like, you'll see. And I actually used to say this to him, Brett, and this will hit you. Yeah. I'd tell him, I'm like, I'll just work nights. I'm a night person. <laughs> and he goes – you can be one of the most useless person or people in society. Yeah, there you go. You know, what are you crazy? But overnight, good luck with that. It's not how the world works. And he goes, someday you'll see, your alarm will be going off as early as me, and you'll realize how the world works. I'm like, you're a crazy old man. The world's changing. And then I'd watch like, give me a break for no reason at four in the morning because it's the only thing on. It's a living. It used to be a show I watched. with four maids that worked in a restaurant and, or waitresses. Oh, I remember that show. Remember that yeah. show? And Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. But it was the only thing on at four in the morning that wasn't like a commercial. So I'd watch that. Or static. Just being awake. And my dad would tell me all the time, he cursed me. And he, I think he wakes up at 4.04 every morning to this day and giggles knowing my alarm's about to go off. I think it tickles him pink. Hits the snooze. That for more than half of my life. Nicholas, now, our, our sanitation man, sends us this picture. And he goes, dude, if I want, I'm Ubering a helicopter. I'm out of this bitch. <laughs> he's, he's picking up dumpsters. Man, that job is tough. Uh, talking about monotonous. I, oh, I, man. I, I watched uh, – I, I got behind uh, one of the, the guys that picks up on the street, the, the trash trucks, and I couldn't go around him. And I had to go to each of his stops for like seven houses, 
Oh, I was ready to – I was boiling over. <laughs> just Because I couldn't – like there were cars. I'm like, I can't – I don't know how you're doing this. I can't get around you. And he just – he has to stop like every eight feet. I'm like, this is a nightmare. Your job is miserable. Those little green buckets, you have to dream that they come to life and you get to slaughter them in a – I would sparta those buckets every time I'd chop the heads off. It's like you're in rush hour for eight hours oh, a day. Every day. Yeah. And one break. Eight feet at a time. You drive in traffic yeah. to go get into a truck to make your own traffic. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I'm so. I uh, that's a that's a job I couldn't do, and I can't imagine one of them winning the lottery. Going, well, it's just my passion to pick up people's garbage incrementally for hours on end. Love it. working that arm. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody loves uh, you, the first couple days of working the arm is pretty cool. Once you get used to the the arm, oof. we need to work on your fantasies, Brady. <laughs> You're right. I had this sex fantasy the other day. Now, what you have to worry about there is erectile dysfunction. Uh, a lot of people take pills for that. So I got up in my fantasy and I got a condom and then a Viagra. It was Why no are you problem fantasizing that you can't get a heart on. I was able to get tax breaks on the pills and everything. There's a tax right on <laughs> your fantasy talk was terrible. You you wet blanketed our fantasy. I hope you went seven hundred million. I did. I got wrapped up in it. Wrapped up in taxes and seventeen thousand dollar gifts, and you thought you're being generous at thirty four per couple. Who are you? It. We're over here talking about the land we'd buy, and I'd have a horse with an engine in it. (laughs) Well, you gotta watch taxes on that. It's probably some sort of eco tax on that horse with a motor. Got to go through all the steps. Oh, your fantasies suck. Here's your 19 grand. <laughs> I'll take it, and I'll piss <laughs> on it in front of you and kick it back to you, tax boy. Well, I can't wait till Brady wins the lottery. His wife's going to just slaughter him. Can't do that. Can't have too big a fantasy. Your $735 million is not going to last us a lifetime. No, but the interest will, you moron. We'll just live on that. Buy me a goddamn boat. Brady, you're the person in my office that while we were watching The Price is Right, we had to ban talk of taxes. It just got goddamn annoying. Yes, they pay taxes. Who the F cares? Let's talk about the prizes. Who wants to be a millionaire? Well, I'll tell you oh, what. he's taking a bath on that one. Even if you win the million, you're not a millionaire because they take taxes. Okay. Thanks a lot. Hey, you want to hose the blanket off? Because he's talking. Things about taxes in a fantasy. None of so close to winning. Out. No, you're not. So close to There's winning. Maryland. It's as far away as you can get from winning. <laughs> the odds. The odds are so great. I mean, John, another, God, man. another garbage man here. Believe me, we'd all quit. We all have an accord. It's an unspoken bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's a quit accord in a lot of businesses. We all, we all quit, right? I've been in those circles. And if this happens, we all We're quit, done, right? right? We're leaving. Well, and then, then you plan how you walk out. One of the proudest moments I've ever seen at Tony Roma's is when the cooks banded together on a Friday night. Something was up. And I'm managing, and I'm walking through. I'm like, you guys good? And they liked me. But they're like, we're good, dude. And then the one kid spills the beans to me, and he goes, hey, man, I don't want to leave you high and dry. Things are about to go down. It's about to get bad. I'm like, what's happening? Just trust me. And then mutiny. all four of them held knives up, put them down on the, on the thing at the peak of the rush. Walked out like the Beatles on Abbey Road, right out one oh. after another, out the back door and left and quit. And all the waiters and waitresses and everybody's just standing there like, where'd they go? Like a smoke break now? You got to be kidding. And you hear one of the, you got to be kidding me. And then the door shuts, cars leave, and we're like, we don't have anybody. And I had to stand in that crowded restaurant with a Phillies hat on because I didn't want to do my hair that day. <laughs> my hair was off. I had a Led Zeppelin 
album cover for hair <laughs> in a suit and a Phillies hat. And I'm like, hey, folks, we just had a little problem in the kitchen where everyone quit. Uh, we understand that it's going to be a long wait. We've got to sort this out until the new guys show up. So we understand if you guys leave, whatever's on your plate right now, I'll cover. Not a soul left the goddamn place. Are you serious? No, they were waiting for their food. No, we're good. It was packed. Like, it's going to be an extra 40 minutes of your Take night. Take your time, bro. Minimum. And they're like, you're good. We understand. And I'm like, I don't want you to understand. I want you to leave. You don't understand me. <laughs> you don't understand. Get out. They all stayed, and some had the nerve to complain about how long it took to eat. It was one of the worst nights ever. But the pride I saw in those four young men as they, for a minute of their lives, controlled the business. Completely and Did they utterly. come back? Nope. They each One of their, them did. They each one got did. their seventeen grand and walked they, right well, out the yeah, door. Exactly, they did. <laughs> and then one of them got in the car and said, "That was awesome." Now we have to assert the tax base on what's going to happen with our next <laughs> check because it's going to be our last check. Shut up, Devin. It was an awesome moment. Don't wreck it with the tax man. <laughs> Taxes. <laughs> Brady, I wish my dog could fly. Well, you have to be careful because the FAA gets involved in a lot of flying. They got like drones. You can't do it. You'll get arrested. Oh, you're right. Never mind. You licensed? <laughs> Thanks, Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a guy who did that once ended up with pancreatic cancer. What? Liked blowjobs. Oh, Jesus, you're ruining blowjobs. I'll get your pancreas all fired up. Be careful. You better be paying tax on your blowjobs. It's not all wine and honey, Mr. Fantasy Boy. I wish cars could problem. fly. Well, yeah. It's just further, you're going to hit the ground faster. There'll be a flying tax. <laughs> you could never be a Muslim. Their whole lives are based on the fantasy of when they die. And in fact, you shouldn't. Heaven's a, the whole thing's a fantasy. You never talk about heaven tax. There's no taxes in heaven. What if you find out there is? And they're taking like 60%, very liberal taxes. That's why you pay the church. It's part of the, Oh, yeah, you're, well, you're they do tax your, you. They tax yeah. you here. Yeah, you got to buy your way in. That's right. It's a down payment on your cloud. <laughs> <laughs> your retirement program. I got a nice little cloud I'm putting some money down on right now. Well, it could be a rain cloud the day the tax man shows up. $17,000 to dodge fantasy tax. It's 19. It's 19. Whatever. It's a kick in the nuts to whoever you hand it to. That's what it is. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there? Hopefully Brady doesn't hate any of these, too. Somebody actually messaged in wanted to hear tax man from the Beatles yeah. for, for Brady. But, uh, it's one for you, 19 for me. <laughs> That's how it works. On the Action Ride Shop board, uh, don't forget that it is snowing up the, all yeah. weekend long. So if you need uh, your skis, your snowboard, all your uh, winter gear, yeah. hit on up at Action Ride Shop on Facebook and Action Ride Shop on Instagram. Uh, a bunch of stuff. Slipknot, Metallica, Sepultura, uh, Limp Biscuit, my generation for the red hat that you're, uh, that you're sporting nowadays. Pantera, Mudvayne, Spineshank, Megadeth, System of a Down. <laughs> Guy says, have you seen the office where Dwight has second life on his computer and he flies, but even in his fantasy, he's still just an assistant manager? <laughs> <laughs> That's Brady. Your fantasy, you never really achieved management position. It's a higher tax rate. Oh, uh, geez, this is a tough one today. Cause, Well, you know what? Back to the Red Hat thing. Let's do a little Limp biscuit. All right. Yeah. 
People say that, like the red hat, and that guy said, oh, it's racism. If you wear a red hat, it's racist. You're Hitler. It's the same as Hitler. It's no different than having a swastika or a Confederate flag if you're wearing one of them red hats. Even if my red hat says, relax, idiot, it's just a hat, which my red hat does. Yes, it represents so much more. It's like having a swastika on your head and saying, relax, idiot, it's just a swastika. No, it's nothing like that. And we all forgot. Fred Durst used to make us smile, and he was a red hat wearer. In fact, he was at our youth fest a couple years ago in the yeah. red hat. And nobody said MAGA or Hitler. I don't think I heard Hitler mentioned once. Maybe Brady did. <laughs> but Hitler was mentioned once at our youth fest You know, this reminds me of when Hitler had a crowd, they were pretty excited too. <laughs> Next thing you know, 80% taxes. A lot of hands <laughs> going up in the air. A lot of white hands up in the air. Thanks a lot, Durst. Uh, yeah, so let's do a little Limp Biscuit and bring back the red hat. You're allowed to wear a red hat. We were in Cardinals Nation. They had to change their whole color scheme to black hats. Let's get back that red hat. Red hats are not the enemy. It's the brain inside the person wearing it. It doesn't matter. You can find out they're not so bad, too. That's unification. That's what he's talking about. Quit hating everybody for having a red hat. That hat is fantastic, though, because once I saw it, I'm like, I'm wearing this everywhere. should have worn it in today. I have it in the car. I just... just didn't want to wear a hat. I want to see how it's going to go downstairs. Phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I will. I will antagonize the most liberal, happy person. Right now. It'll be Jill and Lisa. I'll go down there and I'll pop my red MAGA hat on. It says, relax, idiot. It's just a hat. And I'll move it around fast so they think I'm all of a sudden in a Make America Great Again hat. And let them take their unity message and start telling me I'm Hitler. And then I'll point to the hat and go, oh. Thanks for the unification message. Stroll down to the other radio stations, oh, too. Oh, the gay guys? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I might do that. I'm, Brett, go get Don't my get hat. get jumped. <laughs> no, I'm, well, in, in the best possible way. <laughs> I mean, their version of jumping you is not so bad after a while. You end up with tummy puddles all over you. Some of them it's yours. Yeah. Wow, Jerry, wear that hat. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Scissor. <laughs> oh, my God. What's <laughs> happening? I'm being jumped. Yeah, the gay station down the hall would go bananas. Oh, yeah. Bob Kemp wears that Ohio State hat. It's red. He looks like a MAGA guy. Nobody yeah, says a thing to him because you know why? Nobody wants him talking back. He's doing the Larry David. He wears that hat and people are like, eh. And he's, I think he's fine with that. He's content with wandering through life without anybody chatting to him. It's perfect. <clears throat> Hilarious. Uh, let's see. You got it ready? Download. The Bisquick. Yeah, Fred Durst. He's a butthole, but he had a red hat and nobody ever called him. Put it backwards and put the big old MAGA on the back of the hat. Nobody ever called him <laughs> uh, Hitler, for God's sakes. It's just a red hat. Napoleon, maybe, but. Yeah, maybe. I, he's got a complex, but that's yeah. just what he's. He was accused of. Like a psychological complex. Because he was bullied. Yeah, because he was little. Little dudes hate being little. It's a nightmare for them. Most of them big rock stars are, though. Tiny? Oh, yeah. That's the amazing thing. Sully from Godsmack. The backstage thing was... Danzig. I felt like uh, Gulliver. Yeah. The first backstage I was at. You know, the smallest one I ever met was was Alanis Morissette. She's a tiny woman, but she, for some reason, had some presence to me that I thought she was... She's not even, like, average size. She was, like, demure, tiny little person with a big ass. Fiona Apple. Remember we met her? Yeah. That was a weird one because the guy at the radio station was like in his 50s and he started to get a little bit weird about Fiona being in the building because she had a pair of – before everybody had tight 
like uh, yoga pants. Yeah. She came in in a pair. And it was impressive. The apple was nice. But she was like 18. And this dude was, I mean, essentially just touching himself in the hallway. Oh, she'd walk by and he'd go, oh. He'd make noise at her. And it was weird. But she was t- like breakable small. Fragile. Like her bones were tight. Like she was so little. And then I'm like, well, that's just girls. He start meeting male rock stars. Yeah. There are very few of them. That Robert Trujillo was the most disappointing one. Because on stage, I'm thinking he's a monster. Yeah, no, he's a little guy. He's not big. A little at taller all. than the base. Barely. And then Lars is like, I picked him up and just carried him around like a Teddy Ruxpin for about a half an hour and did an interview with him. David Draymond's the same way. I literally Draymond's ran nice. into him yeah. at the Rainbow in LA, like bumped into him and he bashed into my chest. His what the hell? Did. Hey, buddy, yeah, watch exactly. it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. Brothers man. and sisters Look unite. Out, <laughs> Still got the indents from his tusk on my chest. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, but that is it's that's the most disappointing thing about backstage so far. Is I don't think I've met a full size Adam from Killswitch Engage is like six seven, but he looks like he's forty feet tall next to everybody because yeah. nobody's tall. Musicians are mostly all short, especially singers. It's sad, but Trujillo, I thought that dude. I'm like, I can't wait to see this dude in person because he commands the stage. He's not. He's maybe five eight, I guess. Maybe yeah, five five eight five, eight, five, eight, five nine. nine. Not that ripped. For some reason, the stage makes him huge. Hey! Here we, here we go. 